Welcome to episode 277 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about connecting the dots on the open border. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, share episodes with your friends, and support the podcast by shopping at truthquestshirtfactory.com, where we produce thought-provoking shirts inspired by various podcast episodes. In this episode, I'm going to, as the title suggests, connect the dots on the open border situation. Here's a quick synopsis. It started out as a voter drive at the border, known as the replacement theory, the subject of episode 143. The Democratic Party, or as I refer to them as the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party, has a rapidly shrinking voter base due to the fact that they have been taken over by their most radical members. At the national level and in many municipalities and a handful of states, they are run by a bunch of Marxist authoritarians and their policy prescriptions are, to say the least, unattractive. Think about their policies. Pick one. No matter what it is, abortion, guns, unfettered spending, policing, the green energy push, political persecution and prosecution, censorship or acquiescing to globalist organizations like the WHO, the UN, or the World Economic Forum. What they all have in common is they are restrictive or limiting. They limit freedom. They limit life and liberty. They limit private property, privacy, and choice. The only people who vote for those kinds of policies and their own demise are those who don't know any different. In other words, they come from places where that type of shit is the norm. Unfortunately for the country, the voter drive at the border has taken a violent and evil shift to one that allows a flood of military-age men from predominantly Muslim countries into the country unmolested. They are welcomed with open arms. Oh, and by the way, at last count, over 200 people on international terrorist watch lists have been detained at the border, which is remarkable given the fact that the border is wide open and they are detaining very few people. It must be the really stupid terrorists who are actually getting caught. Lord only knows how many are living among us right now that were not caught. In case you're curious, 11 were detained during Trump's entire four years. So you may be wondering, what's the purpose of the flood of the military-aged men from predominantly Muslim countries? Well, stick with me and I will connect the dots. When I refer to the Democrats as the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party and Trump and country-hating shit-talkers, I mean it. They are a doomsday cult because virtually every policy prescription they write is detrimental to the country as a whole. They always benefit a perceived Democrat voter group or an enemy of the country, but it's detrimental to the country as a whole, thus the country-hating moniker. I assume the Trump-hating piece of that moniker requires no explanation, but I want to briefly connect the dots before we move back to the border issue because the two are related. It started out with the Hillary campaign persuading the intel community to spy on Trump's campaign by producing a fake Trump-Russia collusion narrative via the Steele dossier. Remember Trump yelling about being wiretapped? Remember the ridicule he received from members of the doomsday cult and the alphabet soup conspiracy media? Then they ran with the completely fabricated Russia collusion hoax 24-7 for three years, which culminated in the Mueller report, which turned up Jack Squat. Then they impeached him twice while the Uniparty and the Deep State impeded his agenda throughout his administration. Then they stole the election from him in 2020 in a handful of democratically run cities in a handful of battleground states, manufacturing just enough votes to push Joe over the finish line. Check out episodes 104, 122, 130, and 131 if you want to look into the voter fraud issue of 2020. 
Then they implemented a quadruple redundant lawfare program against Trump with lawsuits spanning virtually the entire East Coast from New York City to Washington, D.C. to Georgia, all the way down to Miami. Might I say it would truly be one of life's most incredible miracles if the Uniparty doesn't convict him on something and he escapes a jail sentence. Hell, he's facing some 700 years in prison for doing nothing other than spinning in the eye of the establishment, and yet millions of gutless, soulless, principleless, Democrat hook, line, and sinker brainwashed voters remain silent as their party persecutes the man. Because of the teachings of Jesus Christ, I believe in forgiveness, but nothing in the Bible says you should forgive and forget. That's called being a tool. That's called being a useful idiot. That's called having no self-esteem. That's called being weak and meek. There's no room for any of that when a segment of the population is actively working to tear down the country in which you live. Before I move on from the topic of lawfare and Trump, just a couple days ago, the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that Trump's name cannot appear on the Colorado primary election ballot. You know, because of his participation in the insurrection on January 6th, even though he's not been convicted or even charged with insurrection. The last time Democrats took a GOP candidate off the ballot was in 1860, when they disallowed Abraham Lincoln's name from the ballot in their slave states. They will do anything to stop him. Laws do not matter. The Constitution does not matter. All their talk about threats of democracy are clearly bullshit, as they are directly interfering with democracy by limiting voters' choice. If this doesn't work, what's next? Assassination? With that foundation set, let's start connecting the dots on the open border. The Uniparty has always been pro-open borders. The Democrats, for the reasons I've already touched on, but even Republicans. You can go back to the Bushes. They wanted an open border to placate their Chamber of Commerce voting bloc, who are always after cheap labor. So they tinkered around the edges with work visas, work permits, and whatnot to make it easier. But the border remained secure. They also kept amnesty rules in place, meaning only a few people each year were granted amnesty. It's supposed to be very rare and only available in specific circumstances. If I understand it correctly, the whole process was designed during the Cold War so we could gain access to Soviet scientists and other high-value targets, grant them amnesty, take care of them financially, and drain them of intel. Reagan did endorse amnesty of 3 million people during his time in office, but other than that, it's been on the down low. Hell, even Barack Obama didn't have the balls to open the border. He actually spoke tough about border enforcement before he didn't. Kind of like his gay marriage stance. He was against it before he was for it. However, the political winds are blowing. When Biden took office, the merry band of Marxists that he surrounds himself with, and who actually run the country, knew they had a corrupt, senile, one-termer on their hands. A man that has so much blackmail material on him, whether it be the Chinese or the Russians or the Ukrainians, the CIA or the FBI, that he would never be in a position to say no to anything. So the country-hating Marxists went all in. On day one of the administration, they ended the country's stance as energy independent. On day two, they ended Trump's Remain in Mexico policy, which required people who were seeking amnesty to remain in the country adjacent to the one in which they are fleeing while their amnesty application was being processed. Biden's Marxist regime essentially offered amnesty to the entire world. And guess what? The world took him up on the offer. From then forward, Biden and his merry band of Marxists deployed one country-destroying policy after another, from keeping the printing press going, which caused generation-high price inflation, to 
withdrawing from Afghanistan in the middle of the night and pushing policies to destroy anything that smells like traditional values. Abortion, transgender surgeries for minors, boys and men and girls and women's sports, bathrooms and locker rooms, etc. They employed an all-out assault of persecution and prosecution on all things Trump. The man himself, his advisors, his lawyers, his voters, even concerned parents at Board of Education meetings. They have repeatedly and continually violated the constitutional rights of protesters present at the Capitol on January 6th. They have repeatedly and continually violated the free speech rights of millions of citizens via federal government-driven online censorship. Because the doomsday cult cannot rely on the four lawsuits against Trump to take him out, they need a backup plan to make sure if a steal in 2024 is necessary, they are ready. It was relatively easy in 2020 to commit mass voter fraud with COVID and the heavy use of mail-in ballots. All they needed was a handful of corrupt doomsday cult-run cities and battleground states to manufacture enough votes to push Biden over the finish line, slightly ahead of Trump, sometimes by as few as 11,000 votes, but enough to secure the Electoral College. They will no doubt employ their usual ballot harvesting techniques. They will manufacture hundreds of thousands of extra ballots and stuff ballot boxes. However, given what happened in 2020, in many jurisdictions, there will be extra scrutiny. So this plan is nowhere near foolproof. So what's the backup plan to their backup plan? Well, as I already mentioned, the voter drive at the border was always about replacing the diminished Democrat voter base as clear-minded critical thinkers slowly came to recognize that national Democrats were authoritarian by nature or a doomsday cult. They hate everything we cherish, liberty, freedom, choice, privacy, private property, they hate tradition, traditional values, traditional families, and they hate America as founded as virtually their entire agenda seeks to tear it down and make the country weaker. Who wants to vote for that? So the backup plan to the backup plan is executive emergency powers. But in order for the president to claim emergency powers, there must be a crisis. And if there is no crisis, one must be manufactured. You've likely heard talk by members of the doomsday cult and globalist groups like the World Economic Forum talking about the non-existent climate crisis. They have floated the idea of simply claiming a crisis based on the climate, which would allow Biden to claim emergency powers under an obscure and unconstitutional law written in 1917 called the Lever Food Control Act, which authorizes the president to regulate the price, production, and transportation of, among other things, food and fuel. Wow. Now that's a lot of power. But the other part of the plan would, of course, force mail-in ballots, making the steal easier. But how can you limit people's ability to vote in person come November 2024? You would have to manufacture or encourage a series of accidents, incidents, and or attacks on the homeland, unless they can figure out a way to release another pandemic on the planet. They need to impose maximum fear in the people so they run to the cold, dead, authoritarian arms of the federal government for protection. Talk about Stockholm Syndrome. You know the military-aged men from predominantly Muslim countries that I referred to earlier? Well, many of them have been interviewed at the border and asked why they came to the United States. The overwhelming answer was to join the U.S. military, which sounds really strange to the normals, right? I mean, how can a non-citizen whose first act upon entering the country was illegal? How can someone like that join the U.S. military? They're a criminal. What are we, Russia? We make our convicts fight our wars? Well, it was strange until two weeks ago, Senate Majority Whip Dick Turbin Durbin 
Democrat from Illinois who received that nickname from the late great Rush Limbaugh after Durbin criticized Guantanamo Bay Prison, well, he suggested that illegal immigrants should be allowed to join the U.S. military in return for citizenship because the woke military that cares more about funding abortions and transgender surgery and making sure their cadets read the Communist Manifesto than building the most violent, brutal, and sophisticated war machine in the world cannot hit their recruitment goals. He said, quote, Do you know what the recruitment numbers are at the Army, Navy, and Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces, end quote. Instead of identifying the root cause of the recruitment deficiencies, like Obama's scourge of conservatives from upper ranks, allowing Marines to be slaughtered in Afghanistan, and leaving our men and women as sitting ducks in and around Syria where Iran lobs missiles into the compounds on a weekly basis, and maybe ending the woke agenda, his fix is to hire criminals to take the place of Americans. They are illegal, Senator. You are rewarding lawbreaking, you effing moron. But this is what passes as leadership and rational thinking in the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party. Government creates a problem, government offers a government solution, and more problems emerge down the line. Connecting the dots. Besides the proposal's obvious lunacy, you must look one step down the road to really see the danger. As you know, according to the United States Constitution, the military may not operate domestically. As the totalitarians continue to push and push, there will be a breaking point where the people will revolt in mass. It will likely come in the form of a state like Florida, continuing to nullify unconstitutional federal dictates. The totalitarians will need to squash that dissent. Who better to call than the military comprised of foreign nationals? Think about it. Your teenage neighbor down the street who joins the military is, is not likely to go along with the corruptocrats who currently run the military. So when the order is given to roll into Jacksonville, Florida and quell the malcontents, a large majority of American recruits, I would hope, would resist and refuse to comply. Not likely so with the criminal foreign nationals. After all, they have citizenship being dangled in front of their face. They would have no choice but to follow the order or possibly face deportation. You see how dangerous, evil, and diabolical all this shit is? Following this to its logical conclusion, they are assembling an army against the American people. Let's recap and connect the dots. Dot number one, Biden takes office and immediately ends the construction of the border wall. He then orders Border Patrol to act as concierge service for millions of illegal immigrants. At this point, it is estimated that there are 10 to 12 million illegals in the country, but who really knows? How can you even count them? When the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, regain control of the House, maintain the Senate and the presidency, they will grant all 12 million amnesty and give them voting rights. And of course, there will be no restrictions on them taking the jobs and lowering the wages of Native Americans. So that's the replacement theory at work. However, that strategy takes time, and with Trump's popularity growing, they need an immediate solution to that problem. They need to set up another scenario where mail-in ballots are required because stuffing the ballot box with mail-in ballots is an easy way to steal the election once again. Thus the shift in Biden's open border suicide pact, reign of terror. The shift is now to bring tens of thousands of military-aged men from predominantly Muslim countries and thousands from China as well. The Border Patrol went so far as to weld open part of the wall in remote Lukeville, Arizona, where between 700 and 1,000 military-age men, no women, no children, mind you, are crossing every day. Dot number two. 
The Border Patrol not only facilitates the illegals' entrance into the country, but their extraction from the border to the interior of the country. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly be the endgame here for the doomsday cult? Dot number three. The inevitable terror attack occurs inside the United States. The infamous sleeper cells, which is hardly applicable here since we willingly let them in, they perform a series of attacks domestically, which is followed by dot number four. In addition to the Lever Act I mentioned earlier, there is something called the National Security Presidential Directive 51 and Homeland Security Presidential Directive 20. They're both part of the country's continuity of government plan, which grants unchecked executive, legislative, and judicial power to the president in the event of a national emergency. Unprecedented restrictions will then be levied on the American people for their own safety, of course, including no in-person voting in November. Only mail-in ballots will be allowed. By the way, the national emergency can take any form. It can be manipulated for any purpose and can be used to justify any end goal all on the say-so of the president. That's why you've heard members of the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party like John Kerry and alphabet soup conspiracy media talking heads floating the idea that the president should declare a climate change national emergency. But see, they can't do that because debate would ensue, lawsuits would be filed, and it would drag on and on. They don't have time for that. But a terror attack on the homeland like 9-11? Shit. Americans demonstrated their willingness to give up their privacy rights after 9-11 and willingly accepted lockdowns and mask and experimental shot mandates during COVID. How easy will it be to get them to accept restrictions under the guise of more terror attacks? Easy peasy. The obvious remaining question is, how in the hell can they get away with shit like this? Now, I'm not predicting that they will get away with it, but I am projecting here. Here's how I believe they think they can get away with it. Number one, thanks to decades of gaslighting and ensuring they receive shitty educations in predominantly Democrat-run cities, the Democrat voter base is left ignorant and brainwashed and willing to believe anything dear leader says. I mean, you still see some of them walking around with masks on today. Ask them if Fauci committed crimes against humanity, and they look at you like you're crazy. Tell them about the Biden crime family, and they scream, there is no evidence. Try to explain why there is generation-high inflation, and they exclaim, it's because of Trump. They're literally brainwashed. They are oblivious to the truth. And number two, the alphabet soup conspiracy media will carry their water and the government-sanctioned online censorship will clean up any leaks in the truth dam. I can hear some of you protesting saying, what about all the dead and wounded Americans from these future terror attacks? After all, what kind of monster would purposely allow Americans to be killed? To which I would reply, you really think the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, cares about dead Americans? You can rest assured that they will have no remorse for the death and destruction they facilitate. The ends always justify the means. Listen to episode 266 if you want to know more about that. I mean, how can you question their commitment to human life, personal freedom and liberty, privacy, and private property rights, when they openly encourage the killing of tens of millions of babies in the womb, a party that cheers on and encourages riots, looting, and burning of cities, a party whose leader bolts from Afghanistan in the middle of the night, refuses to take out a suicide bomber outside a Kabul airport, who then murdered 13 Marines and hundreds of civilians, a party that pushes for the defunding of police, ignores East Palestine, Ohio, and Maui, Hawaii, 
one that committed over 200,000 felony searches at the FISA 702 database, one that has built a centralized command and control online censorship operation known as the Censorship Industrial Complex, whereby the free speech rights of millions of Americans are routinely violated at the behest of the federal government. I mean, come on, how naive do you have to be? The body count is viewed simply as collateral damage to these people as they seek to grab more and more power and control. Do you think they give a shit about the millions who died from COVID or the COVID vax? The United States government is the largest in world history. The power it wields is almost godlike, and since these people do not worship Big G God, the creator of the universe, in his place, instead they worship a political party, a politician a cause, the environment, sexual preferences, skin color, or whatever other satanic faction or group they can come up with. The Democrats' open border policy has evolved from a clear plan to change the voter base in America forever via the voter drive at the border to a diabolical scheme to facilitate a series of terror attacks perpetrated by individuals that the federal government allowed into the country unmolested and aided their movement into the interior of the country where they can meet up with their buddies and commit whatever mayhem they have in store. Also, some jerkwad with the last name of Biden, Newsom, or with the first name Michelle can waltz into the presidency and put the final nail in the coffin of America. Until a majority of Americans come to understand what we are dealing with here, I am truly afraid for the future of the country. The majority of the people in D.C., from the politicians to the bureaucrats to K Street, are horrible and corrupt. Many are purposely working to destroy the country as demonstrated by virtually every single policy prescription they write. Human life means nothing to these people because the ends justify the means. It's pure, unadulterated evil. And that's the truth about connecting the dots on the open border. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, share episodes with your friends, and support the podcast by shopping at truthquestshirtfactory.com.